Welcome to the Progressaholic Podcast. At Progressaholic, we highlight stories of individuals dedicated to the progress of self and society to educate you on creating impact within yourself and the communities that you operate in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to the Progressaholic Podcast, and today we have with us Marsha Drucker. Now, Marsha is the founder of Fuck Up Nights Toronto, a community that destigmatizes failure. Before getting into community building, she held various marketing and PR roles in companies ranging from consumer packaged goods to tech startups. She is also the host of the Create Community Podcast, where she chats with fellow community builders to define what community truly means. It is my pleasure to have Marsha on. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Super excited to chat with you. That's incredible. Um, so before we start off, just give a little bit more about you. I know I spoke a little bit about it, but we'd love to know a little bit more about your background leading up to where you are right now, just to give our listeners a little bit more context about you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so never in a million years that I think that I would find myself leading something called fuck up nights or being a community builder in general. I've honestly never even heard of it um, before just a few years ago. Um, so my background is really in business and in marketing. Um, so I studied at the Schulich School of Business, um, specialized in marketing and strategic management. And I started my career in a very sort of traditional way. I would say as, as a Schulich grad, you're sort of geared towards um, either accounting, finance, or if you're pursuing marketing, then a lot of the time you kind of go into the CPG world. Yep. Uh, which is exactly what I did right out of school. And then over time, I, you know, I progressed through various corporate roles and found myself developing this passion for um, high tech and for, for entrepreneurship and uh, really wanted to have this opportunity to, um, to travel and to do something different. So that's kind of when things shifted for me. And I'm sure we'll kind of get into that a little bit more. But yeah, I come from a very traditional sort of business corporate background and really have, have changed things around over the last few years. Yeah. And sort of, we'll often know a little bit more about that, that transition phase from when you were sort of in a job to figuring out what you want to do next and then starting that fuck up nights, uh, the first event. So sort of how was that phase? What were you trying to do to make sure you navigate that phase properly? And maybe how did you even fall upon fuck up nights in the first place? Yeah, so um, I was in my second corporate job out of out of university, and I was with this company for about three years. Um, I really loved it. I like I really liked the work that I was doing. I had a great team. Um, everything was really good, but I felt like I was kind of stagnating a little bit, especially going into my third year. Um, I was doing a lot of the same stuff, and you know, I felt like I wanted to get into something that was a little bit um, like faster paced. Um, so I really found myself getting passionate about. Um, the startup world and specifically um, was looking for jobs in Toronto, um, looking at different tech startups that we have here. And then something just kind of clicked in me where I was like, I think I want a bigger change than this. Um, a regret that I kind of had throughout university was um, just that I didn't go on exchange. I was really focused on kind of landing that first job out of school, really like focused on my grades and, you know, working through school. And I just, I didn't take that opportunity to go live abroad like a lot of my classmates did. And I honestly, I regretted it. I thought it was, you know, like a lot of my classmates had that experience and it was like the time of their life. So 
I decided that I wanted a bigger change than just finding a different job and going to work for a startup in Toronto and move, maybe moving downtown. So I found an opportunity to go live abroad in Tel Aviv. Um, so they had this program there where um, you're matched with, with a startup or with a company in whatever industry you're interested in. And you're working and you're traveling through the country and you're there with a group. And it just seemed like a perfect sort of bridge experience for me It kind of the way that I justified it for myself was that this was going to be my MBA. Um, I didn't want to do like a traditional MBA. I didn't want to do continued education at the time. Um, but I really wanted to kind of progress into the tech startup world. And I didn't have that experience in my corporate jobs. The marketing that I was doing was very sort of traditional. I wanted to get more into growth marketing and digital marketing. So, yeah, I thought that this would be a really cool opportunity and also a way to kind of go live abroad, to travel, to experience a different culture, learn a new language, meet a bunch of new people. So that's kind of how I found myself quitting a really stable um, corporate job that I really liked to go take this risk, to go work for um, a startup where, where I was employee number six, um, really in interesting industry and just totally like 180 from what I was doing before. And it was actually in Tel Aviv where I went to my first fuck up night. So I was, I was doing quite a bit of networking there, going out to all kinds of different events. And then Fuck Up Nights came across my radar, popped up on my Facebook. Um, the name obviously caught my attention. And yeah, I just like I had to go check this thing out. And I went to that event, really didn't, didn't know what to expect. I didn't read like too much into it. And I was completely blown away. Like I've never seen people share stories of failure before. I've never seen such successful people get so vulnerable and really share sort of the true side of their story. And what I was noticing before in Toronto and then just in other events that I went to in Tel Aviv, they were all kind of starting to feel the same. You know what I mean? Like people just chatting about how like successful their company is or how they, how they became a unicorn or their really <laughs> morning routine, you know, like all of that stuff. And you know, it's kind of bullshit. Like, you know that the most successful people, the most successful companies, there's no way that they got there without some struggle. But this was the first time that I heard these successful people kind of reveal those struggles and reveal yeah. their dark and most, darkest moments in business and their personal lives, whatever it was. So, yeah, that was my first experience with it. Um, walking away from it, I was so inspired. And then a few months later, that's when I got back to Toronto. Yeah. And um, I was just kind of looking for my own next step, kind of wasn't sure what I was going to be doing. It was taking me a while, kind of felt like a failure myself in a lot of ways, just because I, I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I just wanted to go to fuck up nights. I like I remember this community existing. I remember being part of this community where people were just like taking their guard down and sharing their true stories. And I just really wanted it to exist here. And yep. when I looked it up, it didn't exist. So that's kind of how I found myself um, looking into starting it. That's awesome. And sort of thank you for like breaking that story down. That was incredible. And um, the fact that, I mean, like you end up in Tel Aviv and then you go to that one fuck up night and that just sort of changed the direction of your life without you even knowing it at that time. Yeah. But like maybe I know that when building that community, a lot of people face, you could say obstacles. I mean, we all face obstacles when we're building something. What was like one of the biggest obstacles that you faced like in that first phase of launching fuck up nights? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was um, getting people to take it seriously and right. getting people to take me seriously. Yeah. Um, here was this brand new thing with this like 
edgy, like weird name and asking people to share their biggest fuck ups. Like people don't like people had didn't do that before in, in Toronto, or at least, you know, not on a large scale like that. I think we were fairly conservative in that, that failure was seen as something that was kind of taboo. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing was just getting people to kind of like open their mind to it and really like take it seriously. A big challenge was um, finding a venue to host our first event to actually get somebody to agree to host something with profanity yeah. in the name. Um, so that was a big thing. And then also marketing it um, because because we have the profanity in our name, we can't do any sponsored posts, no advertising. So it was really just like hustling and word of mouth and any PR opportunities, social media, um, going out to other events. Like I really hustled to kind of fill that first event. Yeah. And were you saying maybe it's like the flip side of that disadvantage that is also like the shock factor when someone hears the word fuck up nights they're probably more likely to click on it yeah. than if they heard something else, maybe. A hundred percent. Like it, it turns some people off for sure. And that's perfect. Those people are not meant for our community. If, if you know, if it doesn't ring a bell for you, if you can't relate to it, then you're probably not going to enjoy the event. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, it attracts people who are just, who are entrepreneurial and who are real and who know that when you fail, of course, you're going to swear, maybe not externally, but in your mind, of course, some, some swear words are going to go through your head. Yeah. Um, so definitely it attracts people to it and it grabs attention. That's for sure. Maybe like, like I love asking this question to someone who always built something. Was there like any specific point when you were running fuck up nights where it was just like, maybe it was like when someone was speaking or maybe it was when some sort of like feedback came in and you were just like, this is worth it. Like this has all been worth it. Yeah, I would say that very first event, it was it was so incredibly stressful leading up to it. Um, just so many moving pieces. There's with events, like uh, anybody who runs events, they know that there's so many things that could kind of go wrong leading up to it on the day of that are just like totally outside of your control. Um, there was a moment where I think the final speaker of the night was sharing his story. And like, finally, I felt like I kind of had a chance to breathe because it's like, okay, like the programming is almost done. We're coming to the end of it. And I remember just like looking out into the audience and seeing people's faces and there were people who were like crying at parts of the story. There were people who were laughing, like there's a lot of humor that goes with it. It's just so real. And you could see on people's faces that it was resonating and it was, it was like coming at the right time for people. So that was so rewarding. In that moment, I was like, this was all so worth it. All the stress that I went through, all the self doubt, all the, all the challenges that I had with it. If it even touched one person and it made a difference and it made somebody see failure in a different light, totally mission accomplished and there was over a hundred people in that room and I could see that it was it was really resonating yeah and maybe from a more personal personal aspect has there been any failure of yours that you learned a lot from and that defines the Marsha Drucker of 2020 right now <laughs> That's a really good question. I feel like I get asked that a lot and I feel like people kind of maybe look for a more satisfying answer than, than I'll give right now. Yeah, I haven't had anything too major. Um, to be honest, I've had a lot of, um, a lot of pivots in my career and my life. I've, I've been, um, let go from different opportunities. I've, I've had a lot of challenges in building fuck up nights. Um, I think one of the biggest fuck ups that I had was not building a team as, as soon as I should have. So I, I kind of tried to do it all by myself and like 
totally burnt out. And that kind of led to me actually um, losing the job where I was working full time while um, running fuck up nights. So that was a, that was a pretty big fuck up, but I, I wouldn't say that was like the, de- the defining fuck up of my life. So I think for me, it's, it was sort of like a series of fuck ups, a series of things where I had to kind of redirect my life to pivot and to really learn from it and make sure that I'm not repeating the, those same mistakes. Yeah. Awesome. And I just want to speak a little more about the idea of failure. I don't like, so I was reading one of the Forbes articles that was written on you and uh, it was a great article. And the article's name was five rules for coping with failure from a founder leading the conversation and effing up. And one really interesting thing you mentioned was take the time to be mindful of your failure. Would love if you could elaborate on that because personally I, I really agree with that, but would love if you could elaborate a little bit more on that mindfulness of the actual failure. Yeah. So I think for anybody that works in tech um, or has a startup or a small business of any kind, you hear this term fail fast a yeah. lot, right? Like that's, that's such a buzzword. And fuck up nights is really people to do is really to look at their failure differently and really take the time to like think through the failure. Why did it happen? What lessons can you learn? What can you do to make sure that this doesn't happen again? They don't repeat that same mistake again. Because the thing with failure, there's there's different levels of it. There's some that is just like a small fuck up, like you can move on from it fairly quickly. But then there's really huge failures, you know, like some of our speakers have, have spoken about um, bankruptcy. They've spoken about having to shutter a business. There's the, We've had speakers who were like fired from their own companies who are ousted. Um, mental health is a huge component of it as well. I mean, you know, like if your business or your project is failing, that's not the only thing that's happening in your life. A lot of the time, you know, maybe you're dealing with anxiety or depression or, you know, other mental health issues or maybe an important relationship falls apart because you're, you're so focused on this other part of your life with your business or your project. So failing mindfully kind of goes back to this concept of just having this holistic view to your failure and really kind of taking the time to a like think through it understand why it happened what you could have done differently as a person and what you can learn from it to make sure that it doesn't happen again and then also failing mindfully in the sense that you're giving yourself time you're giving yourself the proper time to heal before sort of like jumping into your next thing or you know trying to kind of get through it really quickly sometimes it does need a significant period of time to to get through it yeah but that maybe time to the mental health aspect thing of it that uh, in the end, maybe you need to make sure your mental health is in check before you, or at least while you move on to the next phase of your life, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I think like if you just kind of move, move on from a big failure really quickly and just kind of try to put it behind you and don't take that time a to learn from it and B to heal from it. You're a lot of the time you're kind of bound to repeat some of those same mistakes or kind of find yourself back where, where you were in the first place when that failure happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was amazing, by the way. Thank you so much for breaking that down. And um, from you, I just want to segue a little bit more into the community aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, first of all, what would you like? What's your definition definition of community? Because for a lot of different people, it can be a lot of different things at times. So maybe if you could just what, like, what do you think is your definition of community? Yeah, I think community is so fascinating to me. Honestly, community boils down to the word belonging. Yeah. I think, you know, community could be so flexible the way that you look at it. It could be, it could be small, it could be big, it could be a very niche interest, a very niche group of people, or it could be around something that's more generic. But I think the true definition of community is belonging, really being in a place where, you know, you don't just fit in, but a place where you belong, where you feel like you're really part of it. And, you know, you, there's no like, um, like, 
strong things that you have to do or like mechanics to try to kind of fit into it. You just like, it feels natural to you and you're, you're there and you're part of it. Yeah. And sort of connecting that to maybe the create community podcast that you run, um, which I think is incredible. I think that's something that's definitely needed and especially in the, in the current age that we are in, um, with COVID going on at the time of this recording. Um, maybe what's been like one of your biggest learnings from, it could be from like you interviewing other people from a specific person that you interviewed. What was maybe like one of your biggest learnings about actually building a community? Yeah, really good question. Um, just to give a little bit of context. So that podcast, I've had the idea for it for a while now, for almost a year, and then um, finally started executing it on it um, like late in the winter. And the whole reason why I wanted to do it is because I kind of saw this like buzzword going around with community. It was just becoming this buzzword where people were throwing it around and you know, they were referring to their email list as a community or the number of followers that they have on their Instagram account as a community. And just like through what I've been building with Fuck Up Nights and just seeing what other like truly like authentic, amazing community builders are doing, that's not what it's about. Community is all about people. It's all about belonging, like I said. So I think for me, the biggest learning, um, there's been a lot. I mean, one, one thing that I find really interesting on the podcast is that I'm getting each guest to kind of define what community means to them. And some really interesting themes have emerged. I think belonging is a word that, that understandably comes up a lot. Uh, we've had someone say that it means having somebody's back. Um, we've had people say that, you know, it's, it's, you, there's really, you have to differentiate between, you know, just putting content out there, but also like, that's not a community. You have to actually engage with it and make sure that you're listening to your, to your community and engaging with them and having that back and forth, a dialogue. Um, so there's been a lot, but I think one really big takeaway that I can kind of pass on to listeners here is that there's a community for everybody, right? Like I said, there's, there's really like countless things that community could be built around. So if you're not finding a place where, where you feel like you belong and you have your community, it's a great opportunity to start it because I'm sure there's other people who are kind of looking for the same thing. Yeah. And yeah, that was like a big takeaway and really just like, it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be like such a small thing. So you have to just start. Yeah. And maybe to uh, sort of, connected to like something that's a little bit more uh pertinent to the current times uh, how would that community building change with sort of when you're when you're not able to physically really meet someone um when that social distance comes into play yeah i love that question um i kind of i i love the question but i hate that term social distancing like whoever came up with that that's i think that's such a silly term <laughs> so it's it's physical distancing right but we're so fortunate with the technology that we have that we don't have to be socially isolated through this experience i think the very first thing that you could do to kind of build a community while you're kind of going through this physical distancing is really just reach out yeah. you know, reach out to a good friend, reach out to somebody that you haven't caught up with, um, and then maybe take it to the next level. Um, I've seen some really awesome online communities or online meetups organized around things like, you know, like a book that you've all read or something that's kind of like trending right now, like Tiger King, you know, yeah. why don't you live stream it together and have like a Zoom or Google Hangouts discussion about yeah. what's happening. So really just finding something that kind of interests you and, and the community of, of your friends or 
maybe strangers that you want to bring together, and then just taking that first step to start. But I think the really key thing is keeping in mind that, yeah, right now we have to be physically distanced, but we don't have to be socially isolated through this experience. And I would say that right now, community is more critical than ever. through what we're going through right now. That's that's one thing that I feel like is really keeping me sane um, along with the work that I'm doing. Just like having that supportive community, knowing that there's different people that I can reach out to. There's different um, online virtual things that I can participate in. And then also with Fuck Up Nights, kind of shaping that experience myself for our community. Yeah, 100%, 100%. That was beautifully put. And maybe uh, what would you say is maybe one of the most satisfying things that you've seen out of actually building that community where it could be like something where a friend comes up to you and tells you like what you did for me at that point really, really helped or something like that, for example. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's been so many of those things. It's so rewarding. Like I said, like it, it all kind of goes back to that moment where there's so much stress always like leading up to these events. Um, everything is happening so quickly, but then just taking that moment to look out at, at the audience or at the community, I should say, um, during any of the talks or towards the end of the event and just seeing the content resonate with people a lot of the time I get messages from people saying that, you know, that, that speaker, that specific speaker story really touched me. And I like, it was like, I needed to hear that at that specific time. Um, and it's really like changed my, my view around failure. Uh, we've had success stories of people meeting co-founders at an event about fucking up, which is super ironic. Uh, we've had people meet really good friends. Um, there's actually a fuck up nights couple that exists, which is super <laughs> wow. cute. They, they met at one of our events and then um, they've been coming together ever since to future events which is really nice but I think that main thing like just like seeing it myself like looking out into the community sitting there um seeing people like after the talks and like at the beginning really like like I don't even want to say networking because it's like it feels different at our events because it's like especially after hearing the talks of failure it's like people's guard is down and just the way that conversation flows it's it's very different it's not people being like hi like my name is this what do you do it's more like you know like what brings you here people asking each other about their fuck-ups um it just like it's really cool seeing that come together and seeing those connections foster and maybe would you think that that's like the vulnerability piece that when someone it could be a leader it could be just a friend to a friend but when you're able to become vulnerable like you really open yourself up to developing a relationship with other person i guess yeah a hundred percent because like as soon as you kind of show your real human side and your vulnerability i think it kind of gives permission for other people to feel comfortable to do the same and i I wanted to sort of segue from this and sort of touch maybe a little bit on like the storytelling and public speaking part like you've come across i'm sure like a bunch of different speakers um who sort of narrate their stories in maybe different ways what's what do you think has been like um i don't want to say the most effective way but what do you think constitutes like a good uh, a good way to sort of tell your story to an audience keep them engaged Yeah, I mean, so with Fuck Up Nights, we have a pretty specific format that we share with our speakers. Um, So it's really meant to be focused on the failure. So we try to get them to kind of lead up to like, what was their big fuck up? Um, Kind of like that really like dramatic moment where like everything kind of went wrong. 
and then really getting them to kind of share not just the fuck up, but how did they fuck up? <laughs> like, what was their personal fuck up in that experience? And what did they learn from it? And then from there, that just, you know, it's very different than trying to blame somebody else or kind of put it on external forces. It really gets them to kind of look at the situation as like, what did I do wrong? And what could I have done differently? And then here's what you can learn from my fuck up. So I would say really kind of keeping a focus on that. But then with any storytelling, like outside of just fuck up nights, um, I think authenticity is so key. I think as a speaker, you really have to um, kind of bring your story to life in a way that feels natural to you. And that's, you know, where you're not trying to pretend to be somebody else. For example, for me, you know, like I've, I've started doing some speaking, um, quite a bit of speaking through Fuck Up Nights. And before this, I, I never really did public speaking. I'm super um, like introverted and quiet. And that was something that I was really self-conscious about because I'm not like your typical speaker that you would find on like a TEDx stage, you know, like super animated um, hand gestures, all the stuff. I'm definitely more soft-spoken. But I think if, you know, like if I went up there and I tried to like pretend to be animated, like I think you can act and you can kind of do it for the 10 minutes, but it would just look crazy and it would just feel so unnatural. So I think you just kind of have to lean into like what your natural style is, really be prepared, um, like have your, have your story um, really well prepared and practiced and then just be authentic about it and share your real story. Yeah. Cause I know that there's like a lot of introverts out there, um, who do struggle with the ability to go public speak. Would your advice just be to just go ahead and like do it? Like there's no sort of like to sort of put yourself in an uncomfortable position because I mean, there's no real way out of it. Like, yeah. I mean, I would say, like, I wouldn't say just, like, do it for the sake of doing it, but if you're, you know, if you're leading a community, if you're leading an organization or anything where you need to be the person that that can communicate it, my advice is that, you know, like, there's nowhere to go but up. You know, you might suck, like, the first time that you go up there, but then the more practice you get and the more you kind of put yourself in that position, you're only going to get better over time as long as you kind of, you know, like, figure out like what are your blind spots where can I actually improve and then you kind of work on those things time after time you're not going to get worse (laughs) there's no way so yeah yeah, my advice is to kind of like really like take the time to prepare um, craft your message and then just practice and just go for it yeah and maybe on that authenticity piece that you spoke about before um, I'm sure that everyone who is coming to fuck up nice has provided great value but maybe what's something that separates like the incredible, incredible stories where people are just like, this was like the best thing I've heard to like the, just the good stories at Soccer Nights. Yeah, really good question. Um, I would say the thing that really sets a great story apart from, you know, one that's, that's okay or, you know, resonates with people, but doesn't really like totally make an impact. Um, I would say just again, going back to authenticity and sharing your full story. So like I was saying before, you know, sometimes your, your business is crashing or your project is failing. Um, and that's really interesting. And, you know, you could, you could share that and you could share the lessons that you learned around it. Um, but the speakers that kind of give us a glimpse into their personal life and what was going on behind that business fuck up, what was, you know, were they dealing with any mental health challenges at the time? Um, did a relationship fall apart? What did your home life look like? What did your support system look like? How did you kind of lean on people? to get to get through that fuck up i think that's what really kind of sets it apart when people just share that that full story um what was going on on the business side but then also what was happening personally yeah yeah that's definitely that's incredible bringing it full circle back to the end super simple what is your definition of failure in the end (laughs) that's a really good question yeah 
Um, I think it's only a failure if you don't learn from it. Okay. I think that, you know, if you're not fucking up, if you're, you know, an entrepreneur or a community builder or, or anyone really like a professional in any field, if you're not fucking up at all, I think you're probably playing it too safe hmm. um, and you're almost fucking up by default. So I think a failure is really only a failure is if you don't learn from it and you kind of repeat those same mistakes again. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So Marsha, thank you. Thank you so much for being here and sort of providing insane value over these, uh, the time that we had here. Um, also, we'd love to know if you could just tell our listeners where they could reach you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for me personally, my name is Marsha Drucker. Um, you could find me across um, most social media accounts at Marsha Drucker. Uh, fuck Up Nights is Fuck Up Nights T.O. And then my podcast is called Create Community. Um, the website for that is createcommunitypod.com. Awesome. So guys, I'm going to put those links below as well so you can reach out to Marsha. But again, thank you. Thank you so much to the bottom of my heart for taking the time out to be here. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. If you liked any part of that, please, please, please leave us a review. It will mean the world to us. Please let us know your thoughts, how you think we can improve and continue providing more and more value to our community because we are here to serve you and make sure that you have the best time possible and continue progressing within your journey. Thank you very much.